0: Change Change. this is 702 for the curious. It is, and you can uh, get in touch with us uh, on O118830702 and, of course, on Twitter at uh, Bra Aubrey. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts about uh, all of the conversations that we've had thus far. I'm going to be speaking to Nicole Loza, who is attorney at the Center for the Environmental Rights. And uh, they have put their weight behind the city of Cape Town in its bid to buy energy directly from independent power producers. And Nicole is uh, on the line standing by. Nicole, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your time.
1: Hi, Aubrey. Thank you
0: for having me. I'm sorry. I think I, I murdered the pronunciation of your surname earlier on. How do I pronounce your name, Nicole? Uh, No, you said it correctly, it's Storza. Ah, thank you very much. appreciate that. It's always good to (laughs) pronounce people's names right. So the the city of Cape Town has been making noises, I think, as early as 2017, uh, that uh, suggested that they want to go directly to the IPPs to procure power I suppose it's got something to do with all of the rolling blackouts that we've been having and so forth and were probably made worse uh, by the uh, rolling blackouts we experienced in uh, around about March. Why is it that you are supporting this move, given the fact that uh, there is, I'm told, a law that says that the Minister of Energy must give permission for any of our um, government tiers to buy electricity uh, directly from IPPs? Uh, if it's not through ESCOM. Why is it that you are supporting them and what are the legal issues that are uh, connected to this matter?
1: Sure. So actually what this case deals with is actually more of a narrow um, question of interpretation of the Electricity Regulation Act. So the legislation actually says that the minister may make a determination uh, for the procurement of electricity. So the city's argument is that yes, the minister has this power to determine whether or not new generation capacity is required, but this is not an exclusive power of the minister, that that the minister may make determinations, but also that local government is entitled and should be entitled to procure generation electricity generation capacity as and when it is needed. So, so the city's argument doesn't specifically say that it's, it must come from IPPs. The city's argument is simply that Local government has a constitutional duty and obligation to provide affordable and ele- accessible electricity to its people, and that the law must be interpreted in such a way to enable local government to procure its own electricity capacity as and when it sees fit. So, our um, our application is to be admitted as a friend of the court, an amicus curiae, um, and and our argument really highlights the fact that yes, cities or local government. Has this constitutional obligation to provide affordable and accessible electricity, um, but local government also has a constitutional obligation to promote a clean and healthy en- environment. And in doing so, it must be entitled to um, to provide clean and um, clean and healthy electricity. Um, and the city's plans to procure renewable electricity would be aligned, would be aligned with that obligation, um, given the fact that that renewable electricity is much cleaner and much healthier than than currently what, what we're relying on for most of our electricity. I imagine,
0: oh. Nicole, that the Department of Energy and perhaps NURSA, who are probably your... Uh, your opposition in this particular case would agree that uh, constitutionally the city has those obligations they must provide clean uh, and reliable power they would probably agree with that argument but they would probably are, and that's the question that i'm asking you why is it that you're saying that it's a matter of interpretation that the minister may uh, i think is the is the emphasis on your in your argument um, give permission uh, why would there even be uh, mentioning of the minister and his or her ability to give permission for a city such as uh, Cape Town to go for power directly with IPPs if it's not a matter that actually requires him or her to give that permission um, well
1: I mean as I said so, so sure there is that 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 legal there is that legal provision. So so yes, there, there are national. There, there is law that makes provision for circumstances where that is regulated nationally, and there, there are also other measures in place. Like we have our integrated resource plan for electricity, which takes out government's national plan for you know where where Alaska's electricity is supposed to come from in order to meet um, in order to meet demand. Those plans are still in place, and there's still the requirement that NERCA must um, must provide a license for generating electricity. So all those checks are still in place. Um, but really, in, in circumstances where, the city, where a city wants to be able to procure its own electricity capacity, the law doesn't or should not prohibit it from doing that. And and currently, the interpretation of the law, or at least the interpretation that the city is applying, is that, that the law doesn't actually doesn't actually say that it's exclusively a national a national function. Um, so and that's an interpretation that we support, and we argue that the Constitution would also support an interpretation like that.
0: Sure. So at, at, has there been a case of this nature before where a city, a town, has sought to uh, procure power directly from uh, independent power s- uh, suppliers?
1: Well, the, um, this is uh, the, the first... Case in South Africa that's made it to court, but certainly a number of the big metros in South Africa, including Ekurhuleni, including Swane, including Johannesburg, have indicated that they also want to be able to procure their own renewable electricity. Um, and a number of governments, or a number of um, NGOs and associations, even including the South African Local Government Association, have said that municipalities need to be need to be a part of this process. They need to also start being able to procure their own electricity um, from renewables given the fact that municipalities account for about forty percent of South Africa's electricity demand and given that municipalities have such a vital role to play in decarbonizing the electricity sector, um, a lot of municipalities recognize and acknowledge that that firstly renewables are cheaper and secondly and importantly then this is where our argument comes in that you know that, that climate change is, is a huge threat and a huge crisis for for the country and the world, and that we really do need to start decarbonizing our electricity sector and quickly um and unfortunately uh, the national government is, isn't isn't um leading that process fast enough, and a number of municipalities have have said that they want to you know that they need they acknowledge that this needs to be done
0: so are, are so you saying to me something that
1: that's happening all over the world it's not just, sure. um
0: I, 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 I'm okay. sorry, I'm sorry, Nicole. I'm just p- p- pushed, pressed for time. So, are you saying to me all no, of those, so. all of those uh, cities, all of those uh, towns that have uh, intimated the desire of wanting to procure power directly from IPPs themselves are waiting and seeing as to the outcome of this particular case? Uh, is is um, that is that the current situation?
1: I would imagine so. I mean, they've all expressed the desire to procure renewable electricity. Um, at, at what stage of the process they're at, they, they're all in different stages and uh, and, and all ne- not necessarily following the exact same legal route. But it's certainly clear that um, in terms of a general trend from local government, it's very clear that local government believes that it has... Certainly, an important role to play in decarbonizing sure. the electricity sector
0: and what, that local government believes renewable What, what of the, the the conversation that's taking place at the moment that Eskom uh, uh, will be unbundled, it's going to be broken up into three parts and uh, that is going to somehow... Um, change the direction and the course that Eskom has been going and all we need to do is just wait a little bit uh, and and be part of the process rather than create little enclaves. I mean, I'm sure you're aware of all of the political uh, talk that uh, is associated with the Western Cape, the city of Cape Town, that maybe they are looking to become a republic of the Western Cape. Uh, To what extent uh, are you perhaps Aware of those political minefields, uh, and uh, why are you not waiting for the unbundling of Eskom, such that uh, you can be part of the national process of getting this—you uh, know—of getting this uh, game on the on the road?
1: <laughs> sure, that's an interesting question. I mean, of course, this is all going to have significant implications for. For, for this process, uh, and certainly any uh, unbundling of ESCOM would, would have an implication, presumably, but certainly there's been little transparency around that process, and we don't quite know where, where we are or how long that's going to take. But importantly, there would need to be legal reform. I mean, this this, this whole case focuses on the interpretation of the Electricity Regulation Act and until such time as we actually see that legislation being amended or applied differently, we, you know, we're forced to to ensure that it's currently applied and interpreted properly. Um, so, so really, it's a case of of developing the law currently and and not really waiting. Is there
0: cooperation um, between yourself don't and? Know enough. Yeah, is there cooperation between yourself and other perhaps cities or other um, uh, legal organisations such as yourself in the other cities that might be looking for the same uh, sort of outcome as the city of Cape Town?
1: Uh, well, look. I mean, we haven't uh, joined this case as as co-applicants. We've merely, we are merely bringing this application as friends of the court to point out to the court um, the con- important constitutional obligations of local government. So we aren't working directly with the City of Cape Town or any other specific municipalities. Uh, but we have been having discussions with Salgo, the South African Local Government Association, um, given that we we are very aligned with with their position in this. Um, in that, what, 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 what are the vital p- role to play?
0: I'm so sorry, Nicole, I'm, I'm pressed for time. And in 30 seconds, no, that's wh- wh- what are the prospects for success for yourselves and the city?
1: Um, I, I think the prospects are quite strong and quite good. But, but again, um, the point is in this case to highlight the important constitutional obligations that are at play in this matter, which none of the parties. None of the respon- neither the respondents nor the city of Cape Town have adequately to our in our view highlighted. Um that being the environmental obligations. When will you
0: when that will that you get today. a response from the courts?
1: Uh we don't know yet. Uh, a date has yet to be set. Um and the the parties, including the city of Cape Town, have until Wednesday to object to our our application to be admitted as a friend of the court. So we don't yet know. Um when this will be okay. heard and what the outcome will be okay
0: nicole Lossa, thank you very much really appreciate your time attorney at the center for environmental rights thank you very much really appreciate it thank you it's nine o'clock time